And there is nothing worse than buying an ingredient for a recipe and using like one teaspoon or one pinch of it. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Well, it's month six of the pandemic and never in my wildest nightmares or imagination did I think we'd still be here. And ironically, it's also Food Safety Education Month. Yes, we talk about it basically every September, but I don't think it's ever been more important to really hone in on what proper food safety means. And with that, food waste as well. Those are the two biggest issues in the food world. And that's why our Eat Cleaner line of products really focuses on those two big issues because they're big and they're life-changing and there is something that we can do about them. So today, I wanna to talk a little bit about what we can do in our own kitchens to help mitigate food waste and help enhance food safety. I've been talking about this subject for a really long time, and sometimes, if I'm being honest, I feel like I sound like a broken record. But my hope is that somebody will at least hear one tip that they'll implement, and maybe two, and then maybe three, and then before you know it, we'll have a whole community or society of people that are just that much more aware of their own health and the health of the planets, because it's in trouble. Climate change is real. I don't care what either side says, it is real, it's scientifically proven, and all you had to do was be in California this past weekend to know it's real. We had the highest temperature recorded in the history of the state, 121 degrees. You could fry an egg. I'm telling you, people did it all over Instagram. Ah, deep sigh. But here's the truth. We can all be safer, more efficient, and take just a couple steps, really simple steps, to make sure that we think before we bite and that we avoid food ending up in landfills where it causes an immeasurable amount of harm and contributes to those harmful greenhouse gases that erode the ozone and make temperatures all over hotter. And if you weren't here to witness that heat wave Maybe you visited a tropical place where the coral reefs are bleached out, or maybe you live in an area where animals are becoming extinct, or maybe you live in a climate that is just unseasonally cold. You know, global warming doesn't mean that it just gets hot. It just means that it's changing the weather patterns so extremely that it's impacting 
our complete civilization, our environment's delicate balance. And it is delicate. One degree difference can make a world of difference. So as much as I want to focus on food safety today, I also want to talk about food waste and what we can do to prevent it. So I'm going to share eight tips with you today. Number one is not only to wash your hands, but to wash surfaces, your bags, and food more than ever before. Now, we've gotten real diligent about hand washing and sanitizing, but what about all the other things that you come into contact with when you're preparing food or handling food? Cleaning your cutting boards and best of all, designating one for fresh produce and then others for raw proteins would be a great way to help enhance your food safety practices. Cleaning your knives properly in between. You know, sometimes I'll see people cutting through a protein and then using that same knife to cut through raw produce. Well, you've just scarred and cut open the protein and then you're going to cross-contaminate the produce. So make sure you're washing your implements and your knives in between as well. Same thing goes for measuring spoons and cups. Same thing goes for, you know, any kind of kitchen utensil that you might be using for both. And it is really important to clean bags. So when you go to the grocery store, a lot of grocery stores aren't even allowing you to bring in your own reusable bags. But if you are bringing in your bags and you're bagging food either at the store or in your car, just make sure that the inside of your bag is clean. And I always recommend picking up bags that you can easily put in the washing machine. There's something to be said about that intense heat and using detergent to actually clean the bag that's much better than just wiping it out. And of course, washing your food. Now, I'm going to take this a little bit of a step further. Now, you know that Eat Cleaner Fruit and veggie wash can be used on your fruits and vegetables and herbs, but did you know you can also use it on bulk grains and beans? Yes. Let's talk about rice for a second. Arsenic with rice is a real problem, and rinsing it with water just might not be enough, just like it's usually not enough with cleaning anything. So you can also use Eat Cleaner to cleanse your bulk grains and beans, or even the ones that you buy in the bag. And I would highly recommend you do that with your beans also, because the truth is they can come into contact with other potential contaminants. And while you may be cooking those items, the handling of them uh, doesn't mean that you're getting rid of all of those potentially toxic chemicals. So giving them a good cleanse with Eat Cleaner can make a big difference. Just something to keep in mind. So not only wash your hands, but clean your surfaces, your bags, and your food really well. And by the way, one more thing, on surfaces, everybody's touching the refrigerator more than ever. Make sure you're cleaning the handles of your refrigerator and the shelves. So I'm gonna talk about that in just a little bit, but cleaning the outside of where people are grabbing stuff, handles and you know, the trash compactor and the dishwasher and the refrigerator and the oven, the microwave, all of those handles are getting touched more than ever. uh, and, And those are important to clean on a regular basis. Number two is to keep your fridge tidy. So let's talk about your refrigerator. 
And it's kind of hard to imagine that refrigerators are a somewhat new invention. They've only been around for, gosh, like 100 years or so. Um, but keeping them tidy and from, you know, overpiling them is really critical because that will prevent cool air from properly circulating. So when you stack them up or you pile up bags and containers, the cold air doesn't get to the places that you need them to. There's just no breathing room. So I recommend when you come home from the store, number one, removing the outer packaging of your items. So if you have boxes, if you have bags, if you have, you know, you've gone to a store, a club store where they have the big old packages of things, remove all the outer packaging you can. I would even get rid of boxes if you can and just mark whatever it is with a Sharpie. So um, you're not worried about having to clean each and everything before you put it into your pantry. Now, I know you don't have to take that overboard. If you're buying something like chips or you're buying something like, oh, I don't know, pancake mix or something, you can leave it in the box. But if you're buying like the jumbo pack of, you know, cheese and there's an outer package, you can toss that away. You don't need to worry about holding on to it. Just kind of hold on to what's in the inside as much as you can, as much as what makes sense. And then remove that packaging and then also place items in clear containers so you can actually see what's going into your fridge. You know, I love using glass containers or BPA-free plastic containers, and that allows me to actually see what's in there. I would avoid the containers where you can't see through. It then becomes a, a big guessing game and stuff gets lost in there, and then before you know it, a couple of weeks have gone by and you have fuzzy coats growing on your berries. And that is no bueno because you're throwing away valuable food and you're basically flushing your money down the toilet. So clear, clear, clear so you can see through. And then I do recommend keeping a Sharpie in your kitchen and just writing on your packages the date that you place that leftover item in the refrigerator and try to use items before four days. Four days and older, it starts to get a little iffy. And it's just not worth the risk of foodborne illness, especially if an item is not going to be reheated. Um, if it starts to smell off, then you know you want to take care of it, compost it, get rid of it. But writing the date on there can help to prevent foods from going bad before their time. And then I like to organize my refrigerator. I know that that sounds crazy, but at least knowing roughly which shelf what goes where, because then you can also direct your family. You know, I don't know about you guys, but we have a lot of teenagers in the house and sometimes it gets confusing for them to know where's the cut produce or where's the leftovers that I can eat or where are the items that are, you know, where are the sauces, where are the condiments. And generally speaking, we put those things in a certain place, but maybe you have a shelf designated for your pre-washed veggies and you have a shelf designated for cooked proteins and grains if you're doing meal prep, for example. And then you have another shelf for your leftovers that need to be used um, in a timely manner. And then you have your 
you know, your condiments in a certain place, your sauces in a certain place, rather than having things just scattered haphazardly all over the fridge where they tend to get misplaced. And I have a fun blueprint in my book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, The Real Dish on Eating to Thrive that you can use. And hey, I understand real life. It might not look that pretty all the time, but having a game plan does help for where you put things. And by the way, it also helps you avoid picking up multiple items when you already have them. My mom was infamous for this. We would have like 10 packages of pancake mix because she would forget where she put it and then ask my dad to get more. So just a good way to organize your pantry and your fridge, to be honest. So that is number two, keep it tidy, keep it organized. Organization is the key to life. I have learned this the hard way. There was a time in my life, just footnote here, where I was not so organized. And my day consisted of looking for things over and over again that really shouldn't have taken up my valuable time. And now I'm maybe organized to a fault, but that's okay. I'd rather swing that way than the other. You can ask my husband about that, but that's facts. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab-tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating, fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body, where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com, or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. Number three is watch your time and temp. Now, knowing the time and temperature are the enemies of perishable food should help this one cement itself in your mind. So right now, it's pretty warm out. And if it's over 90 degrees outside, you don't want to let perishable foods sit out for more than an hour. And that includes your trip home from the grocery store on a hot day. Think about it. If you're making a couple stops or... Maybe you live far away from your grocery store and you're going to be in the car for 45 minutes. It's a good idea to take refrigerated bags or even a cooler for you to place your perishables in. There's just no point in taking a risk. You know, some, we had a 121 degree day. My goodness, if you could fry an egg on the pavement, then imagine what that's doing to your, your cheeses or your sliced meats or your uncooked poultry, no thank you. So take those cooler bags with you. And also think about bringing some ice packs 
bringing a cooler that you can um, take, you know, leave in your car where you can pack it up. I mean, maybe that's even something that you just leave in there during the hot weather months. And at home, when you bring your food home, you want to check your refrigerator temperature. We just talked about keeping it tidy, but also check the temperature. You want to make sure that your refrigerator is between 36 to 38 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's right around zero Celsius, a um, little bit, you know, zero to two degrees Celsius. And the coldest parts in your fridge are the back and the bottom. So that's where you should be storing your highly perishable items, your dairy items, your um, cut produce, your uncooked meats, etc. And knowing that your time and temperature is important, that also goes for cooking your foods. So the internal temperature of your, your especially your proteins, is really important. Um, and if you don't know them off the top of your head, just check the show notes. I've got some of the important ones listed here for you from poultry to ground beef to pork, etc. And those are the items that you really want to make sure, you know, cooked eggs, things like that, that you're reaching the proper temperature to avoid the potential of getting sick from your food when you don't have to. Now, a lot of people have asked me this question, so I'm going to answer it the most diplomatic way that I know how. What do you do when it comes to foods that you're eating raw? Well, you just really need to know what you're doing. Um, and I'm going to focus in on things like raw ahi tuna, raw fish in general, um, steak tartare, things like that. Um, I think it's a really important practice to stay safe. I mean, food enjoyment is really important, but I also don't want you getting parasites or getting sick. So if you are not cooking your proteins at all, meaning you're not even searing them, you're not putting any heat on them, I like to make sure that they have been frozen. And the freezing process does help to reduce the impact that bacteria can have. Um, it's not 100% guarantee, but it really does help. So while it may seem counterintuitive to take a fresh piece of tuna, freeze it, and then eat it raw, that's my practice. And I just feel a little bit better about that. Um, another practice that you can implement is just searing. And I know that means that it's not raw anymore, but you're just getting the outside of it where contamination can happen most. And at least you are getting a little heat on there to kill what could be on the surface. So you can try that, um, but I do like freezing items first and then letting them thaw naturally uh, in the refrigerator and then preparing them. Just that freezing helps to give it that extra little, uh, extra little help of protection. So that is number three, watch your time and temp. Number four is think about frozen foods. I think frozen has its features. It used to be where the frozen aisle got the cold shoulder, if you know what I mean. You know, it was where the substandard food lived. But just riding on the heels of what I just mentioned, the freezing process can help to diminish the presence of bacteria. And it can also help retain the flavor and the nutrient content of fresh produce 
uh, in the event that it's not being eaten right away. A lot of our produce does lose quite a bit of its nutrient content, especially its vitamin C antioxidant content. After just six to 10 days, um, a good percentage of it has diminished. And so if that's not going to be your scenario where you're not going to be getting your produce locally and eating it right away, the frozen aisle can offer a lot of benefits. And there's also a lot of organic options too, which are better for the environment. Really, really, really goes back to where our food comes from, how we're taking care of the soil, how we're replenishing the soil, how we're diminishing our carbon footprint. And I'll tell you this, if your choice is between buying local from a local farmer and buying organic that's coming from 10,000 miles away, guess which one I would pick? I go local every time because it's going to be better for you. It's got a lower carbon footprint. Most smaller farms are not using loads of pesticides anyways. And getting organic certified may be challenging. So I'm going to use the word organic with the caveat that go sustainable, go for the option that is best for the environment. And there are a lot of other factors besides whether or not they're using organic pesticides. Number five is maximizing your ingredient use. And there is nothing worse than buying an ingredient for a recipe and using like one teaspoon or one pinch of it. Can I get an amen? (laughs) That is a big part of my book. And I talk about using the whole ingredient from seed to stem um, and using the peels, using all the aspects of the food, of the ingredient. And you know, there's something to be used for everything. Um, I've got some great ideas for what I call convertible meals. And you just cook off a few ingredients and then you can make dozens of different meals just varying the flavors and with the spices and sauces that you use. So it helps to avoid spoilage and keeps things exciting. Um, You can pretty much throw anything into a soup or a smoothie too. (laughs) So just... You know, if you start to see things kind of turning a little bit, don't despair. You can put them in the freezer to help prevent further spoilage or freeze them to begin with and then throw them into a smoothie or a soup or a some sort of casserole. And that's a great way to use ingredients that would normally go bad. I have this practice and it's the refrigerator clean out. And pretty much every three days, if there are leftovers in my fridge, I take them out and we repurpose them. Um, It might be a meal or it might be just ingredients. And I use my creativity or tips from my book. And that is what is getting served for dinner that night because there's just no room for food waste. Now, one little pro tip that I'll share with you that I really love is for herbs because herbs are expensive and oftentimes you don't use all of them. So I'll mince them up and use an old school ice cube tray, put a teaspoon of minced herbs with maybe some garlic, some seasoning, and then pour some extra virgin olive oil on top or maybe some ghee. And then those freeze up nicely and you can pop a flavor cube out, I call them flavor bombs, into a saute, Um, When I grill, I will put a little cube on top and it just makes the preparation and seasoning so much easier. So you can use that for your herbs as well. 
Number six is on the heels of that and and it's save all bananas and smoothie leftovers. I'm gonna tell you, you never need to throw out an overripe banana. I mean, never. All you have to do is clean the skin with eat cleaner, trim the ends and the stem, and you can save that in the freezer. And you know what? The blacker, the better. It don't be scared by a black peel. It doesn't mean that you can't eat it. You can absolutely eat it, the peel and all. Because the peel contains over 30% more of the fruit's nutrients. So you can just put the whole half in, use it for banana bread. I have a whole cool little ebook called Save the Peels. And you can get that just by texting Fit Foodie to 22828. And I teach you how to use the, the banana peels as well as citrus peels into your meals. They add a ton of flavor, a ton of nutrient content, and they'll add a certain amount of moisture and density and fluffiness to your foods. And they just, they really give a nice froth to a smoothie. And let me tell you, I got some picky people in my family. Nobody ever knows when I do it. Not a one, not a one. I just don't let them in the in the kitchen when I'm doing it so they don't say, ew, what's that black peel? I'm like, don't worry about the black peel. You won't see it in a second. So all those smoothies that you're making too, if somebody in your family hasn't finished their smoothie, guess what? You can pour that into an ice cube tray and that becomes an ice cube with flavor for your next smoothie, all right? Or you can stick a popsicle stick in it and call it a popsicle for a hot day. And I know that is always something welcome in our house. We eat a lot of popsicles around here. Number seven is to prioritize clean snacking. So when you go to the store and you buy a lot of prepared snacks or prepared foods for that matter, there's a lot of packaging that comes with that. Plus, there's foods that are not so great for you. I mean, look, I can appreciate and get down with a good potato chip every once in a while, but it's definitely not something that I put into my shopping routine every single time. I've got a lot of really good, simple recipes in my book that you can you know, enjoy. It'll allow you to use the whole produce item and it will allow you to eat cleaner and avoid the junk food or the drive-through line, which I absolutely detest. Uh, it just makes me crazy how much waste gets produced from one trip. So if you can get creative and do it simply, I always say that that is king. I've got a, a recipe for mixed root potato chips. Um, and that's, you know, veggie root chips, basically. I've got a recipe for crunchy chickpeas. I love those on a salad. They're fantastic or as a snack by itself. I have some rainbow quickles. Those are my veggie quickles that are great for your gut health. I've got a zucchini carpaccio and arugula stack, my one of my favorite salads of all time. So simple. And it's just, it's a way to reinvent how you appreciate your veggies every single time. So you can get that in the book. And there's also a lot of free recipes on our website at eatcleaner.com and free resource guides. Just text FITFOODIE to 22828. You'll get so many freebies, you won't even know. You'll be like, wow, she is very generous for sharing all this free stuff. And I, I'd like to think I am because I just want you to be happy and healthy and thriving. And then last but not least is meal prepping for success. One of my favorite quotes of all time, I don't know who actually quoted it first, but one of my favorite quotes is, 
fail to plan and plan to fail. I mean, you just need a plan. You need a plan for meal prep success, but it doesn't have to be an intricate, crazy, hard to execute plan. If you just follow that convertible meal strategy and prepare a few ingredients, get your produce washed and prepped, get a couple of single ingredient grains cooked off. And I talk a lot about those in my book. There's so many wonderful options. You know, get a couple of proteins prepared, um, make uh, maybe a dip or two, some sauces. I teach you how to do all of that in my book. And with the help of Eat Cleaner products, everything lasts up to five times longer. So it really does go the distance for you. And that way you can make meals on the fly. And listen, when you're getting the proper nutrition into your body, you're fueling yourself to thrive. You're more in control of food safety and the quality of the food. When you pick the ingredients, you wash them, you control how it's prepped and stored. And I'm telling you, this is not a lot of work. This is not a lot of work. This is something that you can do in about 30 minutes once a week just by getting some of these things ready to go. I know you can do that. You owe it to your own health to do it. Um, because the truth is no matter how much you enjoy eating out, nobody can live eating out every meal. You just can't do it. It's not, it's not logical. It's expensive. You're probably consuming way too many calories if you do that, and then you're not in control of what you're eating. Enjoy it every once in a while, but make it a treat and really rely on your own home kitchen for your health and the health of the planets. So those are my eight tips in honor of Food Safety Education Month. And what I think we need to do every month is practice healthy tips for the environment too. Practicing zero food waste strategies. And you can do both just with these eight tips. I hope this was helpful. For more information, please visit us at eatcleaner.com and let me know if you have a tip. Maybe you have a tip that you've implemented that I didn't mention in this podcast. I'd love to hear and share with our followers on social media. You can tag me at eatcleaner on Instagram or you can just post on our Facebook page or you can send me an email. I love emails too. You can just email me at Maria at eatcleaner.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life. <laughs>